Let's take the opportunity to come back to our center by way of noticing our breathing. Simply noticing the natural patterns. Maybe bringing more depth to a deeper inhale into our lungs, deep into our lungs, and even further all the way down into the belly, all the way down the spine. Allowing the belly to rise. Exhale any tension that was being held down there. Take the opportunity to do a few twists or neck rolls. Maybe a little head massage if you're feeling that. Break up your thoughts a little bit. Just noticing the patterns. some conscious awareness to the subconscious process. It's by practicing these bridging practices that we strengthen our ability to tune into the wholeness holding us. And the more we allow ourselves to come back to this practice, smoother this experience can be. So I know many of us, myself included, have a tendency to hold on to tensions, to feelings and thoughts, to start to identify with them, turn them into personality. take time to engage and practice our presence practices. We can remember that personality is fluid, even elusive, and yet there's still some deep aspect of our identity, witnessing, noticing, from a place of neutrality, watching the unfolding of our lives. This lucidity, watching the dream and the dream, 
aware of the dream. In addition to all the things, all the other things there is to be aware of in the dream. for the most basic thing that we can tune into is gratitude of the breath that we're still alive and breathing here to be witnessing our lives and the time unfolding them anything else that you'd like to bring into your awareness that you feel grateful and thankful for having access to, for having awareness of. Let's retain that awareness and bring that level of conscious witnessing into the rest of our day, the rest of our week. The 
rest of the next half of the calendar, six month moon cycle, when we experience the bloom of what seeds are sown in this Cancer new moon? Are we still in Cancer? Does. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Alright, so neither of us knew what we were talking about on that topic, so I'm popping in in the edit to clarify that today is when the nodes are shifting. So today is July 17th, and the nodes are on a approximately 18-month cycle, so they are shifting today from, uh, shoot, whatever it was... <laughs> into Aries as the North Node and Libra in the South Node. So I'm not super well-versed in this level of astrology, but I've recently been turned on to the idea of the nodes. And I understand that in someone's personal chart, your North Node is essentially what we are growing into learning throughout this lifetime. And the South Node is our comfort zone. So in the case of going into Aries and Libra, it's this uh, dichotomy between serving the self and and breaking through the limitations and obstacles to getting what we need and or want, and that in opposition of of Libra, which is more externally focused and more about creating balance in that certain certain way. So I heard that um, being aware of what house Aries rules in your chart. Um, is like the place in your life to maybe focus more attention into sowing seeds in that house. So, hmm. you have your chart? Pulling it up, yeah. So, your natal chart, and you just look to where Aries is in your wheel, and it is mostly your sixth house, but like pretty almost half and half, seven and six. Mm. I do not have the houses memorized. Yeah, the houses is where I get really confused. And So there's 12 houses, and each uh, represents an aspect of life, you know? Mm. So, for instance, the sixth house corresponding with health, wellness, daily routines, mm. that type of thing. That's just the aspect of life. Yeah. that maybe this particular energy is moving through. And if Aries is what's aligned with that, even though you don't have any planets mm-hmm. in that house or in that sign, neither do I. Yeah. Um, it's still sort of like, so you don't have extra charge mm-hmm. in that house, but you still have that aspect of your life. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's ruled by Aries. Okay. Does that make any sense? Sort of. I don't. I don't know what ruled by other than like that's the personality of that. I don't know. We got to get an actual astrologer on here to talk about that. That would be cool. Let's bookmark that. Uh, yeah. Talk about Selena or something. <laughs> that sounds good. But that's the level of my understanding of the houses and stuff. I see. 
So for me, it was seven, which was like um, committed relationships and stuff like that and whatnot. And we mm -hmm. both had some overlap and or year, years of seven too. Six and seven. Six and seven. Yeah. yeah, mine was seven and eight. Mm -hmm. and eight is like death and taboo and sex and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. We'll have to see how the next six months plays out. Well, I mean, what is your intuitive feeling or response to me mentioning health, wellness? Like, like, do you have certain intentions or goals in those particular in that particular house or aspect of your life? Um. Yeah. <laughs> and Aries, you know. Yeah. You know. Aries yeah. to a degree like how would you describe that energy generally I mean Aries to me feels like um, very persuasive and um, headstrong head first deep diving just not committing but really just like it is sort of committing in a certain sense yeah committing but like not like really like intentionally committing or like strategically committing just like diving head first and like okay cool we're doing it now because we're here sort of thing it's like that um scene in waking life like all action, no theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all theory, no action. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> That's the quote of yeah. actually. Right. Resting us, but there's a level of truth there for sure. There's definitely truth there. For me, there. absolutely. I think you're a little bit more action, less theory. I'm obviously mostly yeah. theory. But I feel like I'm like, I, like, I have to have all my ducks in a row. I have to have a full plan together. I've got to like feel like I've got control over it before I can start anything. Yeah, we were talking about that even earlier today. It's like our almost polar opposite approaches in that way. Mm -hmm. That for me, like I'd rather just be aware of one thing that needs to be done, one thing that I feel like I can accomplish and do that. Yeah. Even though in many ways I am a very big picture person theoretically sure. when it comes to motivation and comes to what I feel mm -hmm. motivated to act on. I feel like I need just a small bit of something yeah. that I know I can do confidently mm -hmm. or at least figure out right. confidently without a huge time crunch. Mm -hmm. I feel Very that. small time crunch, however it yeah. would say that. Whereas for you, it's like, you know, some of the examples you're talking about, you know, a project in the bathroom and you're like, well, if we're going to do one thing, we might as well do all the things. I'm like, well, forget it. Yeah. I don't want to do all the things. I want to yeah. do maybe one thing. Sure. Because it feels overwhelming to me when I think of all the things. Even though that is mm -hmm. like how I understand why to do things. Yeah. It's it's also hard for me to want to do one thing if I don't understand how it works into the big picture. Sure. Which is where I do understand why would you do one part of a room if you're actually going to do maybe it different if you did it as a whole room project yeah. versus just one component of it. Right. And I, I get overwhelmed too, but I feel like that it makes sense to have a chronological plan yeah. Order of, of attack. Operation. Yeah. Of operation. That sounds better. Yeah. yeah. 
I I agree with that. But I agree. I get overwhelmed, too. I think of all of the things that need to be done or that I want to do and the things that need to be done to do the things that I want to do. And that just, like, gets completely, totally overwhelming and then uh, just frees up for another six months until another there's some sort of impetus that you have to do something another portal a portal yeah whether it be a catastrophic portal mm-hmm. that could catalyze something that has to happen like something breaking yeah you know right like in the house like we had to change out a part in the washer mm-hmm. we literally changed out two years ago right three years ago but still yeah but that also brought up that we didn't know how to properly take care of our things and that if we had been properly taking care of it we necessarily wouldn't have had to replace it again just you know there's so many things that we aren't taught I mean, no shade on parents for not teaching us, but, like, we just don't know. They didn't invent life. Right. Parents the parents the didn't invent front-loading washers. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> I said they didn't invent front-loading washers. They didn't invent <laughs> greed or yeah. delusion or capitalism or... No. Manifest destiny. Yeah. Our parents didn't. Some of someone's parents, parents did, and, you know. But I mean, our it's whatever. ancestors' parents. Our parents are just the people on the train, the the cosmic train of DNA. They're just the people that are right in front of us. You know? Yeah. They're one seat ahead of us. Yeah. Parents don't start the the ball of karma. I have, I have no interest in blaming. Yeah. Any individual for any. For sure. Life circumstance, even when people directly hurt me or people. I don't really believe that anyone's acting out of just straight malice and evil. I think people are confused. Yeah. And they're feeling unloved. It's really what it boils down to. Do you need to fix that? There. You know, like, um, just disconnection breeds illness. Mm-hmm. And illness breeds harm. Yeah. And pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. And those things breed uh, spreading. Spreading that. Like, mm-hmm. a, like a. Yeah. Like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, so how can we attempt to stay more connected throughout the day? Connection to ourselves, really. Throughout the day, yeah. 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 I used to have a pattern that I would be like happy when the sun was out, and then it would be like this Jekyll and Hyde type thing, and then the sun would go down, and I would just be like in deep self sabotage Mm -hmm. and just like, yeah. Right. I think that's still present to a degree. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel more clear when the sun is out. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. 
which is kind of related to like the album I just pulled out, you know, Solati. Like I feel like that's like my my son self, and I also, as you know, started a project called Luna Lay, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be like the sister to that album. Yeah, and um, and that's been so much more difficult as as difficult as the five year process <laughs> of Solati has been. Like Luna Lay has been. Just because it's the darkness. It's mm. like shining that moonlight onto like the shadow. Like there's some gross songs that I feel like I will probably end up just flushing or mm. like reflushing or something. But I don't know. That might. I just. Some of them aren't that pretty. Yeah. You know? I'm also just like. I, I haven't really been focusing on it. But yeah. I think that it is like. I'm looking for a different word than proper. I do you think it's proper to do a counterbalance to the super sunny, super bright? Oh mm-hmm. my god! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> that's not all of life. That's only half of life. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's uh, you know, the light is deeper than just a day. Yeah. The light's deeper than daylight, but right. You know, the shadow also deserves to be represented yeah and processed and that, that that's why it's yeah. been difficult is that that's been the shadow work album yeah so it's it's harder work mm-hmm. you know yeah not that it was, isn't also hard work in a certain sense to like reach your sunny side too you know I mean I've spent most of my life in my shadow identifying mm-hmm. w- identifying with my shadow yeah you know mm-hmm. so it did take a little bit of work to like decide I'm going to make something that's actually like a pep talk from my soul mm-hmm. to myself yeah, rather than just me venting my ego. You know? Yeah. When you vent your ego, it gives people, it gives other egos something to relate to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But when you give yourself soul pep talks, it gives other souls Something I relate to as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to speak. So to speak. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I mean, meditation, setting alarms. Did you yeah. set some angel number alarms? I did not. I have. I have not done that. Did you? No. I have. Been I don't think noticing I have a lot more angel numbers and and times specifically. It's actually chilled a little bit for me. Really? I mean, I've been seeing five 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 a lot. Yeah, that's one Michael saw yesterday too. That oh, really? he, he saw five 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 like right before he saw us, and then mm. he's like, "Hey, I saw your guys' video where you were talking about seeing numbers on the clock. I saw five five five. What's that mean?" I was like, tell him. <laughs> I "Told him he's on the right path." <laughs> yeah, I would uh, usually relate to 555 as like alright it's time to change it's time to create some t- some change mm. time to create some change so or life will create it for you you see 555 and you think to yourself alright it's time to create some change what kind of change can you create right then right there change whatever like thought program I w- or thought train train of thought I was on mm. Mm-hmm. Timeline jump. Yeah. 
stop thinking, noticing the thinking, stop thinking, comma, notice it. Mm-hmm. You know, like four is an easy numerological symbol to remember. Four, stable like a table, you know? Yeah. Four legs on a table. Five, you had a fifth leg, what are you going to do with that? You know? Yeah. It creates a new structure. It yeah. creates a little bit of an imbalance. It's a, like, mm. sort of transitional number to me. Mm. Okay. I like that. There's also, like, a Christ consciousness uh, association with it. I'm not hmm. sure what the origin of that is, but I've heard that as well. 555 being, like, Christ consciousness. And what does Christ consciousness mean to you? The consciousness of being one in Christ. To me, Christ is... I think it's Greek for the light, or that that's its origin. Mm-hmm. See, Christ is like... Just another word for the Buddha, you know? Buddha, not the Buddha. Buddha. Buddhahood, you know? Buddha mm-hmm. is... I think the Sanskrit breaks down to um, awakened one. And the awakened one is one. One. You don't have an awakened you that's mm-hmm. separate than the awakened me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what namaste is. It's that we recognize we're both Buddha. We're both Christ. Yeah, right. You know, mm-hmm. we're all Christ. We're all Buddha. Mm-hmm. That's the real us. Gotcha. So it's Christ consciousness. You know? I see. I think Christ has a little bit more of a like passionate, um, which is to say bodily, like compassion. For the suffering of, of Earth, Christ is a little bit more, at least like the Jesus archetype, the Jesus uh, incarnation of Christ, if you will, feels like it's a little bit more about service. Yeah. It's a it's an active compassion mm-hmm. in the sense of like suffering with others, suffering with the Earth and the Earth dwellers, whereas like Buddha compassion to me feels a little bit more almost disassociated yeah you know where mm. it's like you have a deep deep compassion for all suffering to the point where you may or may not feel moved even do much physically about it yeah you know like of course like if you have true compassion in your heart you are going to act with more loving kindness towards other sentient beings you know but um that's just my that's my perspective of it gotcha. ultimately and you know whatever mm-hmm. they're all Venn diagrams are the same stuff you know so Christ consciousness you know just being of service being of service to the self mm-hmm. the, the real self not not the ego not service to the ego service to the self right the self is Christ the self is Buddha the self is our highest nature right yeah so then that transition transitional nudge there from the angels at five 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 you could be like how can I be of service to myself right now you know what do the I self. need to the self right and which maybe means stop serving my ego so much mm-hmm. that's not you know but yeah as you're saying yeah it's a valuable question just, just point out like the difference because we use those words in very different ways most people would say self and they mean their ego yeah. I'm using self and like a capital S self. Right. Mm-hmm. So we probably should come up with a different word. You know? 
word. Yeah. We create our new language. Keep that in mind. Yeah. English is so limiting. <laughs> limiting and scattering. Mm-hmm. Are you just, looking for Bella? Just looking. For Bella? Yeah. See if she wanted to come in. She'll call if she's ready. <laughs> I think that more than daily reminders being helpful, like having set myself up ahead of time to like, like if I have like a rough outline of the things that I want to do in a week, like even past like being like productive, um, could help with transitions like I've got this chunk of time I could sit here and stare at my phone or like oh yeah those are things that I wanted to do I could do something like that instead just change habits out I just had a idea what if we change the wallpaper on our phone to like our to-do list for the week. <laughs> or like the things that we could be doing. Sure. I don't hate that. Mm, it's a random idea. Yeah. I I mean, it, yeah, it'd be front and center. I just wonder how long it would be before it just became scenery. Yeah. It's like the opposite of out of mind. Outside out of mind. You know? Yeah. It's like... Yeah. I know what you're saying, but yeah. it's also still there. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And it's also, it wouldn't be anything pretty to look at. So it'd be like, you get on your phone, you see that, you know? Yeah. Right behind the time, you mm-hmm. have a list of the things you wanted to accomplish. That's... Probably worth trying out. Yeah. I like it. So what do you, uh, what do you want to feel this week? What do I want to feel... So I, I want to keep feeling energized. I want to keep feeling like I, like I have the energy to do the things that I want to do. Not like I have to like talk myself into it or like force myself to do things just because I'm out of, out of energy or like I'm saving it up for something. I don't know. I feel like I have the tendency to do that. Like, oh, I can't do anything tonight because I'm I'm doing things tomorrow, so like I better save that energy up. I don't I don't know that it actually works that way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I've got a lot of plans this weekend. Uh that means I can't do anything until then. Or oh I don't have anything to do until five o'clock. That means I can't do anything until five o'clock. That like paralysis of like mm-hmm. being afraid of running out by the time it gets to the thing yeah I mean I have that definitely on like show days mm-hmm. especially if I have multiple things going on in one day you know yeah like uh, what was it Wednesday I busked from 11, 11 to 1 then did the market from 4 to 7 yeah and then went to Ryan's and played from about 8 
sporadically from 8 to 11 or mm-hmm. 8 to midnight or whatever. That's a big thing. I was real warmed up. Like, yeah. I had some of my, honestly, we played some of our best versions of, like, Sol, the, the Wu Wei, Sola, mm-hmm. Medley. We took that to an entirely different space. It was really, that's where I yeah. got the idea of uh, doing the Billie Jean tease. Okay. Because we were doing a really funky version of Sola. Yeah. And I just threw it in. Yeah. So I was feeling it. Totally. Alex heard it. He, he brought it up to me yesterday. He's like, he? I heard that Billie Jean tease. Yeah. It's like, thank you. Oh, I'm glad he did. I didn't notice. <laughs> you would have if you were paying attention. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> couldn't miss it if you were like, <laughs> if we had a dance party going. Yeah. You know, oh, totally. You wouldn't miss that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. So you want to feel energized? I do. I want to feel energized. And um, I just like want to feel generally like on top of my shit. Like I've like I've got a handle on it. Like I don't want to like necessarily like feel in control, but like I want to feel like I've, I want to feel confident that I have a handle on my, on my affairs. Mm-hmm. Like there's I want to feel like I'm bringing my best self to the things that I do. So what can you do to encourage feeling that way? Mm. Feel facilitate, facilitate that. Um, I think I could uh, just make sure that I'm taking care of myself, make sure I'm drinking enough water, make sure that I'm, you know, rested and... So I'm asking this because, like, this is, like, I think it was um, Amy Spicer mm-hmm. on Justice Podcast years ago. So that she sees it as, like, a, you know, I don't really resonate with this language, but, like, a 60 way of um, doing to-do lists. So doing to-do lists, doing how do you want to feel. Right. And if you really get real about what you want to feel like. Do you want to feel rested this week or do you want to feel productive? Like those are very different things, you know? Yeah. So if you want to, if you actually want to feel rested, but you make a bunch of to do's that are active and productive, it's like, you know, yeah. Racing against the current. Right. Of your natural flow, that particular time. I guess I want to feel balanced. I want to feel like I have a balance between being, rested and productive and connected and social and you know I want to maybe maybe wanting all the things isn't realistic I mean I wasn't saying that you have to pick one or the other I was just trying to illustrate why I was asking that question because basically if you identify how you want to feel so you want to feel these five things so like I'll do it for myself this week I want to feel Like I'm investing in my most fulfilling timeline. And so then there's things that, okay, well, what would I need to do to feel that way? Yeah. And then you break it down into the more practical, okay, what is the actual to-do list based on doing these things are Mm going to lead me to feeling this way. Right. So you start with the big picture and then you start, start breaking it down. Start with your feelings down. and yeah. then you get into the actions. I see. Mm. I 
Because a lot of what we want is we really want to feel a certain way. Like you might right. think that you want ice cream, but really you want to feel connected to your parents or <laughs> that life is sweet. Yeah. Or you want to feel flow or you want to forget your problems or, you yeah. know. For instance. Or maybe you just want to enjoy an indulgent, creamy, sweet treat while you sit outside and... Yeah, but what's the feeling of that? The feeling is what? I think the feeling is just pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. But we only want to feel pleasure when we haven't had enough of it. Because pleasure all the time wouldn't be that pleasurable, you know? Yeah. It could be overstimulating. It can, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. goals, some feelings or uh, actions that you want to shoot for this week and then the next time we make a check in we can talk about our progress our progress, how about you start well I um, have started a handful of conversations about getting more people on the podcast so mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna probably do at least one or two this week got uh hopefully Wes is coming by this week oh and nice yeah that'll uh, be good yeah yeah that'd be fun yeah so that'd be good it's a connection you know mm-hmm. engaging and, and connection and actively engaging the community yeah. You know, which is one of those things that we both have a tendency of telling ourselves that social interactions are going to be draining for us. Yeah. And it really is about the quality of the, of the interaction. It's not interacting that's draining. It's interacting with draining energy that's draining. Yeah. I do agree with that to a certain I mean, of course degree. we have of course we have physical energy levels that yeah. are, you know, not infinite. You could be, you know, hanging out with your soulmate and be tired. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes overstimulating or, yeah. you know, whatever. It's right. gonna wind down at a natural you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's still if we're not seeing our soul family for weeks on end, mm-hmm. months on end, years on end, you know. Yeah. And it's energizing to engage in those connections. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I just, um, a lot of times I hesitate to, like, put myself into social interactions when I'm not feeling my, like, my best self because, like, because I don't want to, like, put that on anybody else. I don't know. There's been, oh, yeah. you, you know, like. I have that too, but it's self sabotage. It is self sabotage, and I think it really it's is. also like. For me. Yeah. It has been so many times. So many times. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to derail your train of thought. I was just thinking, like, how many times I got, like, sent to my room as a kid, because, like, 
I wasn't being pleasant or like I wasn't being, you know, it's like go into go, go into your room until you can feel until you can be pleasant to be around until you can like not bring your emotions into this and which I think is like toxic yeah but at the same time like <laughs> I think it is important to learn to not throw your own stuff onto other people that's not the way of learning it I'm sorry for being I, I agree blunt, but, but um, yeah I agree with you but mm-hmm. that's definitely not the way a person learns that you learn that by I'm mean, speaking as if I know mm-hmm. but um I don't know what I was going to say because <laughs> I don't actually know <laughs> Can I hit that water? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I never want to like bring down the vibes too, like of a high vibing group. And if I'm just like womp womp in a corner, like I should have just stayed home at that point. Yeah. I think you learn that by only through learning how to meet your needs mm-hmm. and learning how to regulate your nervous system. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if you're, a literal child and your nervous system is out of whack and you're acting a fool bringing people down and you're just like sent off to your room that's just that's that's on a subconscious level showing the nervous system the child the person that they are not welcome in the community if they are feeling bad which is a recipe for Illness yeah. and isolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And shadow and all the terrible things. I mm-hmm. mean, I think most of us have had that program. And I was just yeah. expressing that to you a minute ago, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know? You said something that triggered me, that was a reflection of me that I've been aware of, but I don't think a lot of people have said to me. And uh, it's one of those things that just, you know, and I get triggered and then I just turned into like a child version of myself. And yeah. And at least I had like the wisdom to separate you from me, you know, so that I wasn't making it your problem and projecting onto you and. Yeah, which is super admirable because I can't say that I would have done the same thing. But at the same point, as soon as you left, I felt, you know, a wave of abandonment and like the remembrance of what it felt like to be alone in my room and as a child and have to cry it out or like, Mm -hmm. you know whatever it was and I think for me it was just stuffing it down into a grudge you know yeah I mean I I have memories of being a child and expecting that if I throw this crying fit long enough in my room someone's gonna come get me Mm. I remember sometimes that it took a long time and Mm. it was really frustrating you know and eventually it probably was just like all right I'm bored you know, there's probably that day where yeah. no one did come. Right. And it was just like, did I, did I genuinely grow through that emotionally? Did I become emotionally more intelligent in that? Uh, mark me down for fuck no. You stuff that down and it becomes a grudge. Yeah. Right. That 
they'll Most do resentment. grudges don't yeah. disappear unless you disappear them mm-hmm. by shining light on them. That's how shadows disappear. Yeah. I mean, if you don't look at them, they're still there. Mm-hmm. Festering. Yeah. And it was like, it was definitely a, uh, I, I was tempted to spiral for sure and just like be depressed and shitty and questioning why I do anything, you know, why were we excited about, you know, talking into mics and recording ourselves being ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. like why do that? Which I guess is like the main thing I like to talk about on the podcast is like, why? Why podcast? This is ridiculous. Why am I like this? You know? Yeah. Because I think it deserves representation. You know, we represent so much nonsense. Like, mm-hmm. let's represent this nonsense. Yeah. You know, let's make some sense of the, of the non- non-negotiable just do it yeah and to your point of our conversation before we start recording you know it's like well so we weren't planning on doing this we went for a hike and i have another episode that i'm editing and i wasn't really sure if i was gonna fully edit that today to try to get this out for trying to stick to a monday schedule and Mm -hmm. so you suggested that we just do like a Sunday meditation check-in and get some goals for the week and stuff like that. And yeah. I was excited by that idea and also relieved because that feels easier than trying to edit a, a bigger conversation, yeah. Right. And then we were talking about, like, do we actually want to do this? Like, is yeah. it actually Does it actually feel in the vibe or are we just, like, feeling obligated or, like, mm-hmm. we said we were going to do it, so let's do it. But you were saying that, you know that there is something to be said for setting these arbitrary bound or, um, arbitrary boundaries. <laughs> the other use of that word that I use. Deadlines. Arbitrary deadlines. Yes. So it's, it's a practice of discipline. Yeah. It builds discipline. Jeez, that took a while to say. That's how resistant <laughs> I am to being disciplined. <laughs> but you know, that's my, yeah. that's my, uh, North node. Mm. And I think the nodes had something to do with what's happening tomorrow. It's the nodes. My my north node is Capricorn, which is like all about like finding joyous discipline, as Lucinda would put it. Yeah, joyous discipline. That's so hard. Is it? Uh, I mean, yeah, it is. It, it it's is. not natural yeah. for for me. I think it's more natural for you. Yeah, but I still resist it. Yeah. I do. I, mean, I, guess, yeah, I, I resist. In what ways quite do you discipline? In what ways do you resist it? And in what ways does it come more naturally to you? Um, I think it comes more naturally to me, like at work, and like with the things that feel necessary for my survival, like. So when there's accountability mm-hmm. to the extent of if you don't do this, you will get fired. And right. if you do do this, we will give you imaginary points that you can pay your bills with. Yeah. Right? Right. And then the other one is 
when there's a what survival need right or like a comfortable survival need like I what feel, was the second example um i don't i didn't really give a specific example but just like i mean what was the just what was the second thing you said um like survival needs that oh you did yeah i did sorry, i did sorry, yeah i think roll back the tape minutes <laughs> uh yeah siri what i say no, I'm pretty sure that's what I said, but I just mean like, um, like stupid things like doing the dishes and like, I like, I'm, I'm more disciplined about, I, I maybe, maybe other people would disagree, but I'm at least a little bit more disciplined than I have been in the past about like keeping up on like laundry and dishes and stuff so that I'm not like completely overwhelmed and the things become a crisis quality of life yeah mm-hmm. that's pretty much it but you had to learn that you had that yeah standard mm-hmm. of your quality of life totally cause when you know I mean I guess your mom didn't do your laundry when you were <laughs> like a teenager even right um she did sometimes she would like ask I I think she preferred to do my laundry because she didn't want to like waste water and stuff she wanted to make sure that there were like full loads happening she didn't always have full loads of like just her and my dad's stuff so she would like ask for things to put in but like usually I did that for myself yeah um yeah my mom uh would not let anyone else do the laundry which like breeds yeah. uh, whatever insane thing I have that I don't <laughs> have this basic skill of knowing how to properly fold laundry. Yeah, that drives me crazy. Which you call weaponized incompetence. Thanks, internet. <laughs> Not what I do. <laughs> I mean, okay, sometimes, I guess sometimes you will lock eyes with me and just roll a shirt Okay, that's just for comedic effects. <laughs> But if I That's didn't not say me. anything, you would totally leave it like that. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I might, because I have a pretty low th- standard yeah. when it comes to laundry. Yeah. But that's a whole different rabbit hole of my personal problems of just not <laughs> attending to that type of thing. Yeah. Look at me. Everyone knows. <laughs> We've talked about it before, you know, my lack of attention to image and stuff like that. Historically speaking. So it doesn't feel like a uh, class thing that if I don't iron my shirts that I'm a lesser human <laughs> or something like that. Does anybody iron anymore? I have literally never touched an iron. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a somewhat outdated uh, example, but I, yeah. I think it paints the picture. I'll use a straightening iron, like my hair. If my hair, if my shirt's like really wrinkled, I'll just throw my straightening yeah, iron down. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we definitely don't own an iron or an ironing board. Yeah, I remember when I went to college, I like got one because I thought that was part of like the starter pack <laughs> of like, all right, I'm doing it. I'm being an adult now. Did you ever use it? No. <laughs> I moved it from a couple apartments. <laughs> 
I might have used it once or something. That's so funny. Um, my dad for my mom and dad's first Christmas married. My dad got my mom an iron and an ironing board. Let's keep the stories fun and funny. Yeah. It didn't go over well. Oh, really? No, it did not. Oh, that's hilarious. I thought that was just... Yeah, I didn't no, know that's it, what you were saying. No, it yeah. wasn't. It was not. Yeah. That's Take funny. a while. That's funny. Well, did she make a big deal out of it? Or? I mean, How do you even know this? It must she have been. She told me about it at yeah. some point. Um, she that's said it didn't go over well. That's not a great gift giver. That's probably what hey, brought it up. It's not everyone's love no, language. No, it's not. And he is he doesn't like to receive gifts much either. So I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I used to have a little bit of a um, feeling that like gift giving as, as, as a love language, as like one of your top love languages. <laughs> That's sort of superficial, mm. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but I was thinking about it the other day, and like, I get it, you know, because it shows that you thought about someone and you yeah. thought this was something that could like help them, yeah, or that they would enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, beyond the moment that we're sharing together, right? You know, yeah, I, yeah, it shows that you're thinking about somebody even when you're not sharing physical space, yeah, and that's a sweet thing, and that your love is present mm-hmm. beyond, yeah, the physical. Mm-hmm. quality time that you're spending, you know, yeah. just like one of my top love languages, like mm-hmm. spending time, you know, like quality yeah. time, not just shitty time. Yeah. Same. It's gotta be quality. It's gotta be quality. Good quality. Cause there's all kinds of quality. What would you say your top love languages are? Other than pampering and, uh, back rubs or, or back scratches. <laughs> What love language I like to receive? Yeah. Okay. Because I I think the love languages too is like how you how you express. Yeah, I mean that's a good distinction. So for sure. I mean, I definitely express love through acts of service, and that's what you express. That's how I express. I mean, I also like to receive acts of service as well, but the control freak in me prefers to do the acts of service. Um, and the people pleaser and the people pleaser yeah um but also um quality time's a big one and expressing i i like to give gifts i'm really i mean yeah yeah, I know yeah you know that about me yeah we haven't really given each other gifts too much that's why it's not really on my radar yeah uh, yeah, I mean, but I don't. I don't necessarily feel like we have to do that. I mean, I like to like think of things to give, you know, family for yeah. Christmas and no, birthdays yeah, I mean, I, and yeah, stuff. I, I like, know that about you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just not the way we interact. So it wasn't no. the first thing I would think of. But what about receiving? What would be your top? Receiving. Still acts. Yeah, acts acts of service, quality time, and what are the other ones? Okay, so we got going into this. So I just assume everyone's familiar. At yeah. This point. Acts of service, quality time, gift giving. Those are the ones we've already mentioned. Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. It's the fifth one I always and, forget um, about. Physical chocolate. touch. Oh yeah. <laughs> Chocolate. 
physical touch. Duh. Yeah. It's, physical touch is like your top. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably quality time. Yeah. Yeah. It's the more comfort zone one, mm-hmm. but I think phys- physical touch is a shame that's become such a cultural taboo. And people probably like the first time you hear the love languages, you're like, oh, physical touch, that must mean sex. Mm-hmm. That's that's not the whole umbrella of right. physical affection, you know. Mm-hmm. Reiki is or massage, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the you know. <laughs> yeah you know just whatever yeah, it's nice, just like we're you know? here we're here yeah. together like mm-hmm. our cells want to communicate yeah hugs are mm-hmm. a real form of communication like totally. literally our heart chakras are connecting you know mm-hmm. when done right <laughs> you know yeah so it's just like it's it's communication without words yeah it feels like a deeper communication to me in that way mm-hmm. yeah I like that So yeah, I'd say that that's probably my top two. I don't have much of a difference in the way that I see giving or receiving the love mm. languages. I think they're pretty yeah two-way streets for me. Yeah, I think for the most part, me too. Though I would rather give a gift than receive a gift. Mostly just because like... The... I'd probably rather receive a gift than give a gift. Hmm. Yeah. It's it's and you hard know why? though. No, go, no ahead. go ahead. I won't forget. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I think this goes along with like my most uncomfortable ones. Like my most uncomfortable one is words of affirmation that mm. I am most uncomfortable. Um, mostly spoken, like written. I'm mm. cool with that. Mm. I I like written words of affirmation, and I like to write words of affirmation to people. But spoken makes me very uncomfortable. And I think to receive or to give both when I give it, I get kind of, I, I mean, I have a hard, I, I get a little bit flustered and I have a hard time like actually like speaking the things that I think or feel, especially if it's like a group setting sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I mean, same with receiving, like it just makes me very uncomfortable to like be perceived by another person. <laughs> To be perceived and like affirmed and like yeah, it's in and way. to it's be almost, seen. Yeah. Like that's it's that's that's a lot. It can be a lot. Yeah. Do you feel like um, uh, like like one of those register like self checkout registers? If someone's like feeding a dollar in as the form of a compliment, <laughs> and you're just like you spit it right back out. Like you better fold that one up a little tighter. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on to that one. That's for someone else. <laughs> I yeah. just shamelessly steal jokes from the internet totally. to, to use on the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, little compliments from, like, a stranger or something, like, that I can receive pretty well. I can say, you know, thank you and move on. Really? But, like, somebody in my life that, yeah. like, wants to, like, it's sit down and really way. see me, like, or if I'm not expecting it, like, that it can really throw me off. And not that it's not welcome and it's not that it's not appreciated. I do appreciate it and, like... But it's just like really overwhelming. I understand. Yeah. I feel similarly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like gifts kind of can be like that too, where like I feel sometimes I feel put on the spot. And oh, I, yeah. And, you know? And oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, know. Which I know. Do you remember how much too. overwhelm I had in the day 
leading up to Christmas mm-hmm. this last year. Yeah. Like, I almost had, a, I was damn near a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Like, I never have panic attacks. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, because it's, it's a love language that I just, and this is what I was going to say, is that the reason why it's so hard for me is because I'm not coming at the angle that, oh, I'm so present and grounded and centered in my own present moment all the time. I'm way too zen to think about other people and what other people need in their lives. But like, it feels like more of like an obligatory, like homework assignment to like think and intellectualize about someone else's life, what they need, you know, and a lot of times it just brings up like how little I know about my family and how little time I like spend with them. Not Mm -hmm. that I spend no time with my family, but you know what I mean? Like it just, I don't, you know, it was different when we were kids and we lived in a same house together. And it's like, Oh, I know like, you know, my brother just bought this game. I'll I'll grab him the the instruction manual or the uh, walkthrough guide or whatever. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Or like my mom, I know she's been talking about not having that thing she needs. I'm going to grab that. You know what I mean? But when I don't spend mundane moments with people, I don't know what they need in the mundane. Yeah. And then everything else just feels like me trying to like impose my weird lifestyle or perspective onto, you know, like Mm -hmm. I used to think of it as like, I would give them like a bridge to something that I appreciate. Mm -hmm. I just, I feel like I've been, I just don't feel like people have appreciated that. And then I just don't want to do that anymore because it doesn't feel like it's received. You Mm -hmm. know, like for me, music is like a huge portal for me. Mm -hmm. So I like to share music with people. Yeah. But that doesn't feel like it's really received unless it's someone that's like super loves you and super wants to know more about your internal life and connect with you in those ways, you know, mm-hmm. but like most people are just in their own track. They don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're, we're all, so we have our own, we're all on our own Truman show at this point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like people aren't for better or worse, you know, I just feel like people don't think about it that way. Yeah. You don't think about like, Oh, Sean sent me a song. This is like an opportunity to like connect with him in a moment of like, we we're both experiencing this song and when you really, you know, obviously, you know, whatever speaks to you, speaks to you. Right. But like, if you listen, you don't know if it's going to speak to you if, if you don't listen. Yeah. So I, yeah, I guess maybe I've just felt rejected in the gift giving and mm-hmm. I just, I feel burnt out on it. And then I Fair feel, enough. I feel way in the spotlight opening a gift in front of a group. Yeah. It's just like, I'm just not a very excitable person about stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I just feel like you kind of got to, like, sort of, like, pump it's it up a, a little bit. And that's of one of those sorts, things, if I'm yeah. not feeling actually in a good mood, the last thing I want to do is go to a holiday party or a family get-together or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I just, I, especially with family, I feel like I, I don't shake off the bad mood that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And that's unfair. Yeah. But again, it comes back to, but I can't, have a skill that I've never been exposed to or never learned, namely self-regulation, you know, regulating the nervous system, like knowing how, having the emotional intelligence to know how to shift emotionally, you know? Mm -hmm. I just, I've been coming back to that. Like I had this super uh, vivid or long dream 
last week that I told you about. And one of the takeaways from it when I decoded it was uh, that I need to find ways of nurturing my Scorpio moon. Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. Which is generally a pretty brooding, like, overwhelmingly deep well of hopefully not stagnant water. If you keep it flowing, you're fucking vast. Yeah. But if you keep it stagnant, you're vast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that just came up today. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The Scorpio moon thing. Yeah. Yeah, sort of yeah. referencing that. Yeah. I was thinking about that in that way. Mm-hmm. So that's something that like came up in an insight through the dream work, but I haven't sat down to figure out what that actually would look like. Right. You know. Yeah. So that's something for this mm-hmm. week. Just looking into that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting to know my Scorpio man. You know, I think both of us maybe taking taking deeper stock into our Aries houses for the new man tomorrow and mm-hmm. yeah that'd be a good one do you have anything else you wanna um set your sights for well, I was gonna make those uh wellness shots that we were preparing for and I just remembered that we forgot to get ginger we don't have any no and you need like a lot Sorry, we need to do a Kroger anyway. Yeah. We need peanut peanut butter. butter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah. So, just to wrap up, summarize my goals for this week. Yes. Um, This is another thing I feel almost burnt out about, but, like, I'm just trying to, like, pick one thing, you know? Because I've just... I've tried to do these, like, new moon... Set your intentions, manifest your dream, bro. You know? And, uh... Who's to say that I haven't been successful because, you know, things grow in their own time. Mm-hmm. I certainly have seen shifts and beautiful things in my life bloom and, you know, even the way that our relationship budded and sprouted and doing its thing and the way we found this house and the way Bella came to me and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, there's, of course there's been, like, you know, things like that. But I also have, like, tried to, like, drastically change my life and flush my addictions and a new moon ceremony and stuff like that. And, like, that's that's a tall order. That is. Yeah. You know? So I've kind of a little burnt out on that, too. And I'm just thinking now, like, Oh yeah, I'd like to like. I mean, this thing's cool. Like, maybe I should meditate every day. Yeah. Um, but another thing that came up in the dream was the hundredth reminder and affirmation to solidify my morning routine. Yeah. Which I I have gotten back into a little bit more, mm-hmm. like the gratitude journal and stuff like that. Yeah. And, but yeah, I think um, keeping up the morning routine. Mm-hmm. Doing some shadow work, finding yeah. out about my Scorpio moon. Yeah, getting back on the game mm-hmm. that we talked about in the last episode. Yep. Then maybe we'll do like an actual episode to really dive into that fully, fully explore that. that. Yeah. Rather than your uh, brilliant, <laughs> super clear explanation followed by my rambling. 
shall we say. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just trying to do more podcasting and mm-hmm. socializing. And yeah. I want to strategize about getting the word out about the new album and mm-hmm. having maybe a content creation day. I think that's so a fucking great idea. I don't feel idea. like I'm like cramming one in like every day or like whenever I can. Yeah. Like being more intentional. Or like what about like a content planning day and then a content creation day? Like where you like uh, brainstorm like 10 ideas or something and then you can like on creation day you like whittle it down to like the ideas that you're excited about. Yeah, that's an idea. Um, so my goals for the week are wellness shots. Um, what are those? Like, huh? What are those in short? Um, it's a fruit juice with like vitamins and things in it that, you know, help propel you on your day. So you just take it like a shot in the morning and the morning. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, pineapple, lime, and ginger, and yeah. we got this collagen, super green concoction. Yeah, spirulina. Spirulina, chlorella, fermented greens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember, one, yeah. 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 Yeah, so that'd be good. Mm-hmm. Blend it's it all up. Probiotics and probiotics on it, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds clutch. Yeah. Yes, is supporting supporting the physical health to be able to have the confidence to move through the world. The physical energy to harness the emotional energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got to... Yeah, we're trying to see some friends tomorrow and... Probably see my family this weekend and yeah, just making sure that I'm prepared for those events and I can bring my best self to them. And we're on the hike, started to talk about different loops that we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be good for us to choose a day to have a check in. Yeah. Without being the main topic. Mm-hmm. Cool. Wednesday. Do you want to have a holy moment? Okay. Let's have a holy moment. You can break it. You can do the honors. Okay. Yeah, there's layers to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my layer was that I didn't turn my body completely to face yeah. you. Not that we discussed that we should be totally facing each other and locking eye contact. But I figured that that'd be 
more holy than looking at my uh, guitar cases. Right. Or making eye contact directly <laughs> yeah. to the oh camera. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be, have a holy moment. That would be hilarious. <laughs> we can do that next time. <laughs> I Yeah, I still